Good morning, church. It is good to see you. And it's good to see you online. We're glad that you're here today. Uh, We're going to talk about temptation and evil. And I want to say to those online, don't click off. Okay? We're going to take a little bit of a different approach today as we look at the next petition of the Lord's Prayer. Um, Temptation is, uh, is really a part of all of our lives. And all of us struggle with evil. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Um, and as we begin, I want you to just think about what is your greatest temptation? Think about it. What is your greatest temptation? Let me show you my greatest temptation. <laughs> and let me tell you, keep it up there, come on. Let me tell you how bad it is. I will eat ice cream on anything. I haven't tried it yet, but I think I could eat ice cream on barbecued ribs. (laughs) I'm serious. I can't go down the, uh, uh, the, the frozen treat aisle of the grocery store. I can't keep ice cream in my, in my, in my, in my house. It's too much of a temptation and it's not good for me. So I've just, I mean, if I've got a gallon of ice cream, it's gone. It's gone. Now, <laughs> I, 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 you know I'm just kidding at this point. Because temptation runs a whole lot deeper than ice cream. Temptation runs a whole lot deeper than ice cream. And evil even runs deeper. But both are a part of our human condition. And they destroy life. There's a story about a man who worked the four to midnight shift. And he'd walk home at midnight each evening. Well, one night he was in a hurry, and so he walked by the cemetery and he thought, you know, I think if I cut through the cemetery, I'll be able to cut a few minutes off of my trip. And full moon, great light, took, took the shortcut, cut five minutes off of his walk. And so from then on, he kept going through the cemetery. And then one night with no moon and a dark sky, he fell in a grave. Freshly dug, deep grave, tried to get out, tried to climb the walls, couldn't do it. Finally, in desperation, he gave up. Hopefully in the morning when the sun comes up, someone will find him, pulled his coat up around his shoulders and his neck and drifted off to sleep. Well, a little while later, he was awakened by another man falling in the grave. (laughs) Go figure. Two in one night. And so he's there in the corner, and he's watching this guy frantically try to get out of a grave. I mean, can you imagine falling in a fresh grave and and all the thoughts that go through your head? You know, I got to get out of this. I got to get out of this. What if they come and put the dirt in it? You know, (laughs) the guy's just... And finally... The first prisoner says, there's no way that you're going to get out. But he did. (laughs) (laughs) 
Today's sermon is about avoiding the holes of temptation, the pitfalls of temptation and evil. In the Lord's Prayer, when we pray, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, we are not only praying for a way out of the holes, but we are praying that God will deliver us from falling into those holes. So let us pray. Lord God, this morning, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength, our redeemer. May these words be your words for all that I don't speak, O God. Fill in the gaps that we may hear your word this day. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. In the RSV, it's a little bit different than what we typically pray when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. Now, what we pray is, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. We've memorized that. The, the, RS, the NRSV is actually a little better translation, but it still lacks a few things. Lead us not in temptation. The sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer is problematic for some of us. Does this mean that God leads us into temptation? And we're asking God not to lead us into temptation? It seems to fly in the face of our understanding of God as good. If God is good, then God should not be the one tempting us, right? Surely there's something wrong with the wording of this phrase. Is there? Well, let's take a closer look. Lead us not into temptation. And, and as we look at does God really lead us into temptation, do we really believe that God intentionally puts temptation in front of us and entices us to do wrong? The answer is no. The answer is absolutely not. God does not tempt us as some kind of cosmic test passage from James makes that clear and really connects us to a more accurate translation of this phrase. Let's, um, let's kind of break it down. The Greek word parasimos is translated temptation. It's used 21 times in the New Testament. And, and typically it's translated as testing. There's only one place in, in 1 Timothy 6-9 where it can be translated with certainty a temptation to sin. All the rest of the time, it's more like testing. That doesn't really help us, does it? Lead us not into testing. It's still as if God is testing us. The phrase, me esenikis himas, which is tra translated, lead us not is better translated, lead us away. Lead us away from temptation. Some of the other Bible translations and paraphrases catch hold of this. The NRSV gets close. Do not bring us to the time of trial. The Living Version says, do not let us yield to temptation. I like the message the best. Keep us safe from ourselves. <laughs> I 
lead us away from temptation, O oh God. This is why James in his letter says, and, and listen to this, you heard it before, but I really want to emphasize what James is saying here. No one when tempted should say, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, and he himself tempts no one. But one is tempted by one's own desire, being lured and enticed by it. In other words, temptation comes from within. It is those moments when we think that we can manipulate someone else, manipulate God's creation or, or God, that somehow we are in control. But what Jesus is teaching us here in this prayer and teaching us how to pray is that he is, he is teaching us to pray to the Father as a partner in life struggle, in the battle against temptation. And we can lean on the strength of God's promise and God's presence to, to battle any force, any inward desire to do harm to ourselves or to others. Eating two or three gallons of ice cream. I found a chilling turn of the Lord's Prayer the other day. And um, it illustrates the struggle for the power over others. And it's a selfish prayer. It kind of turns the Lord's prayer around. It reads this way. Master of earth, exalt my name above all others. Give me a kingdom where my will is never thwarted. Let me take whatever I wish and grant me vengeance over all who oppose me. Let me satisfy my every desire and give me the power to crush anyone who stands in my way. Wow. Now, I, I just want, are there any names that are coming to mind right now? Are you thinking of anybody? By the way, I, I think of, none of you are on the list. And I hope I'm not on your list. But all of us, in one way or another, fall into the traps in some place in that selfish prayer. We are tempted to find our own way to control our circumstances and, in the process, leave God out of the equation. It is the temptation to be oriented by our own desires. And, and we need God's help in the days ahead. I mean, what, what other time in any of our lifetimes are, are we seeing challenges like, we've, like we're seeing now? We need getting to God now more than ever. And the Lord's Prayer seeks to open us up and orient our lives to the way of God's. Therefore, O oh God, lead us away from temptation. Help us not to do harm to ourselves. Second part of this petition is, but rescue us from the evil one. That's the NRSV. The memorized is, deliver us from evil. And though, though it's straightforward, there's still some confusion here in, in, in the way that it's ambiguity in the way that it's translated. The, the Greek word, uh, romai, 
which is translated deliver or rescue, actually comes from the root word that is to draw to oneself. To draw to oneself. To draw to oneself in order to protect. And, and what's interesting about the root word of Ramai is that it's an intimate word. It's the kind of thing that a parent does for a child in throwing their arms around that child when there is a threat. And they draw the child to themselves for protection from whatever it is. When we pray, deliver us from evil, that's what we're praying. God, draw, <laughs> draw us in. Draw us in. Further, the Greek word paneros, which is translated evil or evil one, or the, or the power of evil, is unclear. Now, it is clear that it's speaking of evil. And no matter where, whether the prayer is asking for protection from the evil one or from evil, the results are the same. We are affirming that God is at work in this world through Jesus and affirming that there is no power that can stand against God. Draw us, O oh God, in and protect us from evil. In fact, a more literal translation would be to stand in the way as a Secret Service agent stands in the way of a bullet intended for the president. William Willimon, in his book, Lord Teach Us, says this about evil. He said, words like save, trial, and deliver are words of crisis that remind us that to pray this prayer means to be thrust into the middle of a cosmic struggle. At this point, the temperature rises in the Lord's Prayer. Things are not right in the world. It is as if something, someone, has organized things against God. Now, Willimon goes on in his, in his book uh, to talk about how in spite of the presence of evil in this world and in spite of the work of evil in this world and in spite of what uh, gets multiplied within us as, as, it go, as, it, as it goes to work among groups of people, God is all-powerful. And God stands in the way of that evil. The Lord's Prayer acknowledges our human predicament. Evil is present in this world. Evil is large, cosmic, organized, subtle, pervasive, and real. And, and, and the worst part about it is, is that the powers of evil are sneaky. They're sneaky. These powers masquerade as freedoms that we have been given or necessities that we can't live without. Evil is here. There's no escaping it. There's no removing it. There's no overcoming it on our own. Our only hope is for God to stand in the way of it, to deliver us from evil. Evil is any force that stands against God's people and God's work in this world. But evil is limited. 
I could, I could go through numerous passages in the New Testament, words of Jesus, words of Paul, words of some of the other apostles who, who, who see the, the presence of evil, the power of evil, but how impotent it is in the presence of God. Our promise is that God stands between us and the power of evil if we so allow God to do so. Therefore, when we pray, deliver us from evil or rescue us from the evil one or stand in the way of the power of evil or take us into the protection of your loving arms, O God, we are praying for that power and putting ourselves at God's disposal. And here's the best part. This is not just a call for God in times of trouble. This is an affirmation of what God is already doing. It's an affirmation of what God is already doing. That's what I think Paul, as he finishes his letter to Ephesus in chapter 6, he says this, he says, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Did you hear that? Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God. And he'll, he outlines that armor and what we have at our disposal. So that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There is nothing that can stand against God's people and those who follow Jesus. Now. Okay, so what does this mean to us in terms of our daily lives? In practice, how can we take the armor of God? How can we, how can we pray in different ways to, uh, to that, so that God will lead us away from temptation, that God will stand in the way of evil? Here's some suggestions, okay? Pray a favorite scripture. Go through your Bible. Look and see what are your favorite scriptures and, and pray that prayer a few, several times during the day. Choose a different one for each day if you like or pray the same one. I, I personally like uh, the prayer, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy. Um, sometimes I'll, I'll pray it in Greek. It's Kyrie eleison, Christi eleison. And I'll just pray it over and over again. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy, Christ, have mercy. Or memorize a psalm of God's strength, like Psalm 46. God is my refuge and strength, my very present help in every time of trouble. Uh, Lauren and I were talking about this, and, and, and she, this is a prayer that she prays especially when she's discouraged, she will pray, God is good, God's plans are good. God is good, God's plans are good. The writer John Eldridge recommends this prayer. He says, Jesus, I give everyone and everything to you. He says he prays that prayer every day, and he ends his day with that prayer. And he says, as he prays that prayer, I give everyone and everything to you. He, in his mind, takes his family, his friends, his coworkers, the problems that he's faced, the problems that he has before him, and he, he, he sees 
himself, placing those in God's hands. And he says, I sleep like a baby. My son, who's a recovering alcoholic, prays this prayer several times a day. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Especially in times of stress or worry or anxiety, pray just one phrase throughout the day. Find what works for you and, and just stop for a few moments. It doesn't have to be, okay, I'm at 11 o'clock, I'm going to take a whole 45 minutes to an hour. Two minutes, three minutes. And pray the phrase over and over again. It's a reminder that God is, God is standing in the way of evil is taking evil upon himself for us. God is with us to give strength through all of life's challenges and temptations. And, and he, wait a minute, I, I want to make one more. I want to, I want to add this. And that is that um, don't wait for the worry or anxiety. Don't wait for, the, for some temptation to be... Uh, to, to, to take a hold of your life. Start now. Knowing that we are each day preparing for what may come and what probably will come. God is with us. We are not alone. God gives us strength through all of life's challenges, crises, and temptations. We may struggle. We may feel helpless. In those moments... Pray to accept the deliverance that God offers. And when the rescuer comes, and God will, God is faithful, God will. We only need to accept the outstretched hand to pull us out of the hole. God fills us. God nourishes us. God sustains us. God loves us so much that God stands in the way to take all the bullets of hell for us. For all the holes in life that we may find ourselves, for all the graves that we may believe that we will never <laughs> escape, for all those places where we doubt whether God can overcome. Like the man stuck in the open grave Someone will say, you can't get out of here. You can't get out of this. But through God and Jesus Christ, just watch. <laughs>